hysterectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. An MRI exam confirmed that Aaron Rodgers suffered a season-ending torn Achilles last night. DraftKings line now has the Jets an eight-and-a-half-point underdog Sunday in Dallas. With Chris Jones' holdout now over, the Chiefs look to even their record in Jacksonville on Sunday. DraftKings line has the Chiefs favored by three. Javier Assad goes to the mound for the Cubs tonight in Denver. Top prospect Pete Crow Armstrong made his Major League debut off the bench in last night's win. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Taking you up until 1 o'clock. Our final guest of the morning is Matt Snyder. He covers Major League Baseball at CBSSports.com. CBSSports.com is where you can read Matt and the other writers over there that follow MLB or any of the major sports for that matter. Matt joins us. Matt, Trent, and Ken. Thanks for coming on, Matt Snyder. It's been a week since we've spoken. I guess it was last Wednesday, so six days to be actually correct. Uh, but uh, good to talk to you again. In that time, has there been a team that has kind of got your attention for the right reasons or the wrong reasons? Um, a little bit. Um, I guess when we look about some of the best teams in the league and their ability to win it all, uh, the Dodgers, I think, have had a confluence of things happen where it's looking tougher and tougher. And it was just, you know, maybe a little over a week ago when they lost three or four to the Braves. Not the biggest deal in and of itself. But now you, you, the, the rotation for the playoffs, uh, it's just it's hard to see them making a deep run. Mm-hmm. I agree. It really is. I mean, are we just talking about the Braves Invitational? Who? <laughs> in the, in the, in, in the NL? I, mean, I think it's got to be Philly, doesn't it? Is it, Phil, is it Milwaukee? No. Um, well, that's, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how the matchups sort themselves out because, you know, I, I don't think anybody thought the Phillies were going to beat the Braves in the divisional no. round last year or the Padres were going to beat the, the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. The 111 win mm-hmm. Dodgers in the NLDS. Um, yeah, uh, the Phillies are interesting, and I believe I've said it on this show before, but it's worth reiterating. They're very interesting because they are much better built for the playoffs than the regular season, and we don't often say that. Well, there's a lot of times we'll say, oh, this team's a much better regular season team. The Dodgers, the Dodgers, so many years we've said they're better for the regular season than the playoffs because they've had so much organizational depth. And then when you get it down to just a short run in the playoffs, the depth doesn't even matter that much. If you look at like the 2019 Nationals, they weren't that deep. But, I mean, they had Steven Strasburg and a good Patrick Corbin. They had a few studs in the lineup who could kind of throw the offense on their backs, and that's what you needed. If you look at the Phillies team, the offense is capable of being so deep, so deep. When they're all going, you're looking at almost one through nine of all power hitters. And we could see games in the playoffs like last year where they hit five home runs. They're they should be more powerful this year because Castellanos is actually having a, a much better year, uh-huh. and now they have Trey Turner yeah. instead of Dean Segura, essentially. So that's a, and Brandon Marsh is a much better overall hitter than he was last year as well. So they're more powerful than they were last year. Um, Nola is not near as good, but we know the talent there. So you could still Wheeler and Nola 
and there are times when Ranger Suarez looks like a third ace. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it might be a little better suited than last year, but you know what? You know, maybe they'll lose in the wild card round this time. <laughs> you never know because that's the way the playoffs go sometimes. Yeah, indeed, they do. So I'm looking at the Boston Red Sox, who are 73 up and 70 down. They're six games back in the wild card. I with only what two weeks left? Are we at that point or three? Three weeks left. Um, can they make up six games? No. I don't think they can. Can they? No, no, I, no. I, I'm ready to clip them. Yeah, uh, it, it, two games a week. I think is, is basically the end of the line. It, you just you have to draw the line there. And we're a little less than three weeks for six right. games. I it, it's if it was one team, let's say it's a divisional race and you're six games back and you had some head to heads in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you have a chance to do kind of a historic turnaround and you can run somebody down. But when it's multiple teams, um, and there are not a bunch of head-to-heads in there, so they need to jump two from the group that has the Rangers, Mariners, and Blue Jays. Yep. And I guess, you know, the Rangers and Mariners play seven against each other. I guess you could say they want one team to win four and the other to win three. But, man, then you got to go 7-0, and oh, and you only made up, what, three games on one team and four on the other, and you're six back right now. Mm-hmm. So the math just isn't really working out in their favor. So I think they're cooked. So we're looking at right now, uh, the Orioles, Rays, and Twins are definite in. Yep. The Trent ears. <laughs> uh, so then somebody from Astros, Rangers, Blue Jays, and Mariners gets clipped. Mm-hmm. It's three of those four teams make it, and the other one does not. Boston plays the Blue Jays this weekend, three-game series. I don't know. I, I suppose I, if they swim, maybe have to. Maybe yeah, we could talk to about it. Yeah. But you still have to deal with the other two. If that happened, if that happened, all that would probably do is mean that the West teams were all going to make it. Yeah. But there are a bunch of head-to-heads between the West teams. So, hey, you never know. So I was perusing the standings last night. Trying to figure out who your twins are going to play. <laughs> do with that, definitely. But I was looking at the A's. Man, how bad they are. The Royals have a worse record than them. The Royals have now lost 100 games with 18 still to play. There was some buzz about the Royals. Of course, yeah, Sal Perez and Bobby Witt has been as advertised. But the rest of those young guys did not hit this year. It has not turned out the way that even hanging around, you know, win 75, 78 games, something like that. How did it go so wrong for Kansas Mm. City and a rebuilding project? How much longer is it going to be? Well, before I get to the the specific answer, I just wanted to point out how embarrassing it is that the A's started twelve and fifty, twelve and Jeez. fifty, and they're not even going to end up in all likelihood with the worst record in baseball. That's just Jeez. embarrassing on the Royals' end, and they didn't even tank. I, I know a lot of people see the record and oh, they're tanking. They kind of tried. <laughs> you know, they, they had a few players where. They they were not in the A's situation or the few years ago Orioles where you knew they were trying to lose as many games as possible. They signed their oldest Chapman. They had some young players who they really liked, and, and the Bobby Wood is still worth really liking. But not much around that went right. The Pasquantino injury really hurt, but he wasn't having that great of a year before that. Um, Adalberto Mondesi just never worked out. A lot of the young starting pitching – that you thought there's waves of these guys coming up. The closest thing they've had to sticking there is so far Brady Singer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Cole Reagans right now looks great, but it's only nine starts so far. But I mean Keller, Singer, it just hasn't really worked out there. And um 
it, it seems like it's going to have to be a massive undertaking. They do, as I said, between the way Reagan's looks right now and with Bobby Witt looking like he's probably going to end up being a superstar, even if he got a little bit later start than people hoped for, I think a lot of that is people getting spoiled these days because of people like it started with Bryce, How- Bryce Harper and Mike Trout and Manny Machado, and it goes through like Juan Soto and Ronald Acuna Jr., and then how good Tatis was right away. I think people got spoiled. Sometimes it takes a second. And Bobby Wood's still only in his age 23 season, so he is absolutely going to be a superstar. He's somebody to build around. They've got to start, start over in a lot of other places, though. Uh, the second worst team in the National League, Trent, is? In the National League. Second worst. The Nationals. No, they're third worst. It would be the team you and I both picked to win the second. Oh, the Cardinals. Unbelievable. <laughs> How bad that's gone. Never would have thought that. Wayne no. gets the ball again tonight, though. You know what? And it's just, he's, he said, what, 198. He's still two away. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's a reason to watch him, uh, but it, it's hard to. So it's not hard to watch the Cubs. Pete Crow Armstrong has now been called up. He <laughs> uh, saw game action last night. He was brought in to, uh, to pinch run. Um which is good. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing he'll probably start tonight. Ross said about that. Uh, all the room in the outfield at Coors Field. They thought this was a perfect yeah. spot for him with Belanger, uh, with Bellinger rather at first base. Candelario is, but he's banged up now. Did I see that? Um, so where do they go? Does, does Crow Armstrong, does he stay in the lineup? And, uh, the Cubs are in the playoffs as we, as we speak. Yeah. Um, I, I they have the luxury right now to kind of see how he plays with, with spot starts. Try to pick your spots, see how he plays. Maybe by the end of the year he steals a starting job. If not, not the biggest deal in the world. You're just getting his feet wet. It's just a cup of coffee. He's in his age 21 season. You're probably headed to the playoffs. Um, the, the bats you're taking away for, from people are probably those of Mike Talkman. And yeah. he has been a solid addition this yep. year. He, he's contributed and you can plug Talkman back in if Crow Armstrong struggles. But if you end up taking a few games where Talkman doesn't play and to see what you have in Crow Armstrong, it's not like you're taking somebody of Cody Bellinger, his stature out of the lineup. Or even it's not like you're taking Dansby Swanson's glove out of the lineup. You're not doing anything like that. You're not rocking the boat a ton here. So I think it's a good position they're in where, hey, let's see what we've got here. If it doesn't work out, we could play Talkman in center, or we could put Bellinger in center and play somebody like Wisdom at first base, or mm-hmm. if Candelario gets over whatever is bothering him, Candelario can play first base. They have options with the way the roster's put together to kind of throw them in no-pressure situations and just kind of see what they have. And maybe in a couple weeks we're talking about how he's definitely the starter going into the playoffs, and maybe in a couple weeks we're saying, hey, it was worth a shot, but we'll see how he does next spring. Who finishes second to Justin Steele as far as the MVP of the Cubs? Because I got to think it's going to be him, right? It's sixteen and three. Oh, who Bellinger? Would it be yeah. you? Would go Bellinger? You wouldn't Absolutely. go Dansby I, I Swanson? Alzelay's well, come out of nowhere. Nico's Nico. Swanson, is Swanson and Nico? Their defense up the middle has done wonders mm-hmm. for the rotation. But I really think everything started to click. Once, well, you know, they, they, Swanson and Bellinger were both kind of banged up through June a little bit. Everything really started to click but once they were both back. But really, when Bellinger started to swing to the hit, bat yeah. like MVP Bellinger, all of a sudden it was a new dynamic to the lineup. And I believe we talked about toward the start of the year how it looked like a lineup with a bunch of 
either leadoff hitters or mostly a bunch of sixes and seven hitters, and they didn't really have any middle-order guys. Bellinger is that middle-order guy. And there is still a clear-cut top four in the MVP voting in the National League, two Braves and two Dodgers, and yep. Olsen, Acuna, Betts, and Freeman. Yeah. But Cody Bellinger's firmly in the mix for fifth. And I think heading into the year, if you would have said to Cubs fans, Bellinger might finish as high as fifth in MVP voting, we would have been ecstatic yeah. and said, oh, man, sign me up for that. Marcus Stroman threw a bullpen mm. session on Thursday, was supposed to throw last night, though I didn't see any update uh, from that. What about Stroman? He'll have to get a rehab assignment. What's it looking like in the reality that he can get a couple of starts here before the end of the year and be part of the playoff rotation? It, it's really hard to say because as like as a Hoyer and, and Stroman himself talked about at the time of the injury, they looked all around sports or all around baseball, especially pitchers, and they couldn't really find a comparable injury to give any sort of timeline or how could we expect him to throw once he gets back or how, how you know, should we hit him with kid gloves or once they say he's cleared, can we go all out? They, they had no idea. They don't know. So I think they need to go as slow as possible and just see what he can provide here. Um, and it's a big deal because, if they can get him back to the rotation, the bullpen right now is kind of in dire straits. Alzelay just went on the injured list. You saw Fulmer get the save last night with three straight strikeouts, but he put two guys on base before that with a yep. one-run lead. Lighter is shaky at this point. Merriweather can't throw every single game. <laughs> and so you're using, like, Wisniewski and uh, Smiley in, in, in the bullpen. If you could get another starter back, that gives you the flexibility, if you so choose, to do something like swinging Assad back to the bullpen and using him multiple innings. And that could be huge for them as they move closer to the playoffs. Because, again, you're looking at Palencia, Quas, you're, you're You get into the guys that you just can't count on in the rotation or, or in the bullpen. So if you add to the rotation, you can kick a guy from the rotation back to the bullpen, and it helps everybody. So it's, the biggest thing for me is, getting arms back that are reliable. And if Stroman can look like he did in the first half, all of a sudden, holy cow. Mm-hmm. You've got Steele and Stroman at the top of the rotation. If you want to go with a veteran in Hendricks, three, okay, maybe. But I would take a look at Jordan Wicks at this he's point. He's been great. Yep, he's been great. Uh, speaking of bullpen and can you rely on him, the Orioles are in a spot where I thought Bautista, I thought the mountain was done. Uh, and he's yeah. so damn good. Um, but man, now maybe the, the Orioles are saying, Mark Elias, their GM, is saying there's a chance that he's not done for the year. I thought he tore up his elbow and that he was going to not yeah. only be out for the year, but maybe into next year in a significant part. What's going on here? Supposedly it was a partial tear. And um, the, the garden variety torn UCL, oh, man, I can't remember exactly what it was. I'm not a doctor, obviously, or I wouldn't be doing this. Um, right. <laughs> as much fun as this job is. Yeah, your family uh, wouldn't let you do this if you're a doctor, right? The, it was either like if the normal tear is on one side of the UCL, his was all the way on the other side. Okay. Something like that. Um, maybe there's something there where he, he can't make it significantly worse and he can throw through it as long as he can take pain, in which case they'll probably could give him cortisone shots and say, hey, shoot him up before he goes out there and say, go nuts. I don't know exactly, but I mean, there are cases where guys have tried to do other things. We've heard about the platelet-rich plasma mm-hmm. injections and stuff like that. 
It all, it seems to me the only thing I could, the only case I could ever think of was Masahiro Tanaka when he had like a slightly torn UCL and everybody said he should get Tommy John surgery and he never did. And he pitched the rest of his career fine. And he was effective. That's the only example I can think of. Anybody else, I could think of like Garrett Richards and Andrew Haney did it on the exact same time with the Angels. They did the PRP injections, and they both eventually needed Tommy John surgery. There's guys who used like stem cell stuff or something. They always ended up needing Tommy John. But Tanaka's that one case out there, and he was a starter. So I suppose it's possible um, that Bautista could come back. If he does, what a boost that would be because Oof. the Orioles staff was looking pretty thin. They're already thin starting-wise. And when you take away the ability to shorten the game like they used to be able to do when they had Cano and Bautista firing in all cylinders, that just makes it that much tougher to win games. In one of the worst-kept secrets in baseball, David Stearns has been hired from the Mets. Yeah. Of course, Milwaukee, longtime GM there, much respected in the game. He's from Manhattan. We knew this was going to happen. He grew up a Mets fan. He tried to do this a couple of years ago, and the Brewers wouldn't let him as he was under contract at the time. But no surprise there. How big is the mess he has to clean up with the Mets? Honestly, I don't think it's as huge as a lot of people think. This year year went totally off the rails, but still, they got a lot of prospects back at the trade deadline because they were willing to eat all the money from guys like Verlander and Scherzer when they traded them, and most teams aren't willing to do that because they're trying to offload money. The Mets and Pierce, they essentially bought prospects. And not only that, they already have guys in their prime like Francisco Lindor, Brandon Nimmo, Pete Alonso. I assume they'll extend. They have to, yes. Um, Kode Senga, Senga, he Mm -hmm. looks like he could be an ace next year. So you have starting points there. Edwin Diaz is signed. He will be back back, from his knee injury. You you already have a good foundation right there. Now, they're going to want to build smarter than they did for this past season, but they already got rid of those guys. So I, I, I don't think they're in that bad of shape. They, you can cover up stuff with a few free agent signings. Even if you don't go crazy, you can make smart, smart signings. It's not like you have to make huge splashes because I just named marquee players. If you talk about Alonzo and Lindor and Senga and Nemo, that's the, the start of a really good team. So I don't think it's the biggest cleanup job. I, I really don't think it's going to be that bad. Uh, we're getting to a point where there's going to be some managers that are in their final couple of weeks of uh, managing their respective club. Are the both New York teams going to be looking for a, a new le- new leadership in the dugout? I, I believe Showalter's probably going to part ways with the Mets. I'm sure Stearns will come in and they'll talk and it'll be respectful because so many people in the game respect Showalter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's probably the end of the road for him. I <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I kind of think Boone might be safe. Uh, I just it doesn't seem like Yankees ownership is motivated to make these drastic changes to the front office. I, I don't think Cashman's going anywhere. I don't think Boone's going anywhere. I could totally be wrong. I, I, I don't think I'm wrong about Cashman. I could be wrong about Boone. But if I had to guess, I would guess that Boone stays put as well. If Showalter leaves, does that open up the door for Craig Council, who's it's a free agent? I, Council... Council might like being in Milwaukee enough that he would stay, and I'm sure the Brewers will make him an offer. However, I don't think they could match the offer to New York. So if Stearns has a, a great relationship with him and Council likes working for Stearns, that one makes a lot of sense. We shall see. Love talking baseball with you, Matt Snyder. We'll talk with you next Tuesday. What do you got coming up this week at uh, CBSSports.com? Anything you'd like to promote? Uh, we, we just published. I did. I, I ranked the 
of the potential wild card matchups, which ones would be the most fun to see? And I'll just give the spoiler for number one. I have Cubs Phillies, which is in line right now. Wow, how about that? Cubs Phillies, yes, yeah, sign me up. Schwarber they've versus his played, old team. Never played in the playoffs. Is that a fact? Yeah, well, yeah. I can see that. Never. Oh, uh, that'd be a good one. Thank you, Matt Snyder. We'll read that and we'll talk with you next Tuesday. Thank you. Take care. Good to talk to you, Matt Snyder. CBSSports.com. You baseball fans that. Uh, well, we talk baseball with you all summer long. We're yeah. not going to forget about you. No, absolutely not. And with the Cubs, we love being, it too. We love October. Yeah. With the Cubs being relevant, great point. It helps a ton. Yep, it does. Because when we got to last year, and it was Phillies Padres, mm. it's a tough sell. We're watching it, <laughs> sure. But if there's other things going on, or if there's a more pertinent story locally, not a whole lot. Yeah, Cubs make a run though this October. Look out! Can they? Yes. They just got to get in. Yes. And they're going to, well, I think they're going to get in. Steal a great start right at the top there. Yeah. What? Stro- do you give Stroman any shot I at coming back? I don't think so. I'm kind of that way, and I hate it because I just like the guy so yeah, much. Yeah, me too. And he's a great fielder. He's a, he's a gold glove fielder uh, with that glove he's on. He's a his. little guy. He is. He's 5'10. Duke graduate. <laughs> if he's 5'10, I'm 5'10. He well, 5'10. he says he's 5'10. Right. Come on, 5'10. Uh, what do the Cubs have left? Um, it's really easy until that last week. Well, they got to go to Arizona, and Arizona's playing. They took well. three out of four from them too. But outside of that, Rockies obviously right now. Yeah, and hair on fire to get that one last night. Yes, they I were had a Rockies ticket, of course. Did you? Well, baseball's been rough. Ninth days. inning was not. It was rough to you last <laughs> yes, night. Yes, it was. Okay, so two in the two against Colorado, then three at three at Arizona, home for three at Pittsburgh. Colorado comes in for three. <laughs> Then you got to go to Atlanta. What are they going to have to play? They'll be setting their uh, rotation at right. that point. Could be great shape for them. Uh, and then the Milwaukee series at the end. And I and I have to think. I mean, that's going to be, or is it going to be for the division? Work to be done. And if not, the well, wild we got to look at Milwaukee. There? We got to see what the Brewers have. All right, let's do that. All right. So the Brewers are playing the Marlins right now. They got three more left with the Marlins. Okay. Then the Nationals. Okay. Yeah. At Nationals the Cardinals. are playing better. They are. Yep. They've been a solid team. Yep. At the Cardinals for four. Uh, At yeah. the Marlins. Okay. Home for the Cardinals again. Jesus. And then home for the Cubs to wrap You'd like up. to think that the Cardinals have a little bit of pride in that clubhouse, right? Yeah. Haven't shown it this year. They're second worst team in the National League. The Cardinals. Ridiculous. Uh, it's coming up on 1230, Miller and Condon. Uh, we'll come back and um, just kind of go around sports on Des Moines Sports Station 106 points. Trent Condon here for the Europe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy. Purchase. You may know Exile Brewing Company for Iowa's number one lager, Ruthie. Exile Brewing Company also brings you Swarm Golden Ale, where 20% of the revenue is donated to the Iowa Swarm Collective, helping Iowa student-athletes.
and the Swarm Collective compete in today's college environment. Plus, Exile has an incredible experience at their brew pub, the go-to game watch site for Iowa games all season long. Exile Brewing Company. Enjoy. Ah. Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell with Elite Eye Care, it's football season, concussions always a big topic. This year, two to three million sports-related concussions will occur, and about half of those go unreported. Two out of every ten high school students will suffer a concussion. The most important part is following through with your doctor, but the recommendations are different than they used to be. At Elite Eye Care, we can diagnose and treat the post-concussion visual symptoms that typically exist. That's Dr. Heidi Bell with Elite Eye Care, with locations in Waukee, to an Ankeny and the newest location in Norwalk for Elite Eye Care. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Kind of a potpourri segment coming up, bounce around a number of different areas. Uh, that we haven't had time to get to on the program either this morning or yesterday. So one of the things, Trent, I want to do, uh, I'm, I know where you're going to go. I'm, <laughs> I'm anxious to see uh, what, uh, what, how far you put the, me- the meter, the hate meter, um, on this topic. But it, neither one of us um, are in the camp of you make a bet mm-hmm. and you're the, uh, the, the, the team that you bet on starting quarterback gets hurt on the fourth play of the game. And you expect a refund or you ask, should there be a refund? The answer is 100% no. But yet there's a good percentage of sports bettors, most of them newbies, that don't concept uh, gambling, mm-hmm. which it is. Yes. Um, I, I'm shocked that so many people think that are entitled to a refund. It's one of the most baffling things that I've seen grow over the last four years after Paspo was overturned is there was some goodwill created on a bad beat. Yeah, That's kind of where it started. Right. There'd be those bad beats, bonus bets that you mm-hmm. get back. or It's marketing dollars with the, yes. what they're doing. Right. I, and they understand and they yep. looked at the, all right, the sheet here and we give back X amount, but it's going to be goodwill. And David Purdom will write an article on ESPN.com and all the gambling podcasts and radio shows will talk about it. Guys like us will talk about it and mm-hmm. you create that goodwill. And then it morphed into a guy got hurt. And now, every time there's an injury, and when there's a big one like last night, mm-hmm. you see these people coming out of the woodwork, and they are baffled that they're not getting their right. money back. And I'm never betting with this company because this company's going to give those their customers their money back. I don't It's under- gambling. <laughs> that's, that's baked in. Injuries are a part of it. Right. I don't understand this line of thinking. It is gambling. Gambling, there is inherent risk. And mm-hmm. on top of it... When you bet a player pop, there is risk that that player is going to be injured. Certainly when you're talking about a 39-year-old quarterback, Mm -hmm. there is risk that is involved there. And if you ask for it, okay. If it's some goodwill, absolutely. But there are people, like you said, that want their money Mm -hmm. back. And if you don't give it to them... They're going to take their business elsewhere. Take your business elsewhere. Right, or or give it up. That's not what this is. It's gambling. But it's prevalent. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a bad thing. And now looking back upon it, do you think there's some of those books that said, Yeah, we shouldn't have done it. Probably shouldn't have done that. I totally agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. Next time I bet a horse and he's boxed in in the stretch and he can't get out, yep. I'm walking to the window saying, I want my money back. He couldn't get through. It's just ridiculous. All right, the other thing, and this was, a, I, I knew we wouldn't get to it yesterday, but I wanted to make sure that some point this week, I, because you are, your favorite sport is college basketball. Yes. 
Uh, Fox Sports is now at least, I don't know if it's serious or not. It seems like they're kicking the tires Mm -hmm. on another postseason tournament for the schools in the Big East, the Big Ten, and the Big 12 that did not qualify for the NCAA tournament. That they want to um, create a tournament that will be played in Las Vegas, which is Las Vegas. Yep. So that gets your attention instantly. I'm not saying that they need to play at a T-Mobile, but there's a lot of other venues that would be open. Um, for a team like, I don't know, Wisconsin didn't get in last year. West Virginia didn't get in mm-hmm. last year. I'm trying to go off the top of my head. Did Oklahoma State qualify? No, they did not. Okay. So other schools, um, you know, big brands, if you will, uh, that had a bad year, would you support that? Would that kill the NIT? And Does it matter if they kill the NIT? Is this something that we... I mean, we'd bet, I think. We have seen, in semi-recent history, it's a while back, but both Iowa and Iowa State go on runs. Get to the Final Four, get to MSG. In the NIT, yes. Make yes. those runs, and they were exciting. They were. They really were. It was yep. not manufactured excitement. Nope. It was early in the McCaffrey era. It was Wayne Morgan mm-hmm. early in his tenure with I Iowa think State. Stinson's career Absolutely. ended. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Back home. Right. Where he grew up. Right. And there was excitement that was created, but... Uh-oh. There's also the other ones. Okay. The CTI? Well, no, no, the times that you lose. Oh, I got you. Early, yeah, yeah. And it's been a disappointing year and it ends like that. Mm-hmm. Isn't it the same thing, basically? You get I, a venue that yes, you're going to. Yeah. The home games, look, when we had that Iowa State NIT game that wasn't oh, televised, it was the only drill. the 14,000 that changed. It was, that were a, it was a Hilton, right? It yeah, it was a Hilton, Hilton, yeah. And I think Horner hit a shot that moved the Hawkeyes on that year. But I've heard an incredible environment. I wasn't there. Couldn't get a ticket. Mm-hmm. It was sold out. But those are the rarities, right? Mm-hmm. Normally it is playing out the string. There was one year Iowa played Valpo, and it was like Monday, quick turnaround, and there was nobody there. I mean, if, it was, if Iowa was playing in this, and you were of uh, the type of fan that likes to go and travel, mm-hmm. would you? I mean, could you get excited for this? I think so. Would, well, for me, it's, it's just it, to go to Vegas. Right. Is it better than the NIT? Would it be better than the NIT? Just because of the Big Ten, the Big 12's brand, uh, the Big East basketball brand. Remember some of the best environments we've seen at Carver for men's basketball, though? It's come in the NIT. And it was because the Blue Hairs that... Yeah, they don't... By the, right. Right. They give up their good seats. Right. And all yeah. of a sudden, you get the fans that want to be there, and you've mm-hmm. seen some good environments. It's an interesting question. And because if you ultimately end up in this tournament, it's been a disappointing year for the most part. Yeah. There's a rarity where you got a young team and just being above 500 was a surprise and it's exciting to be there. But for the most part, it ends in disappointment being in the NIT. Something like this, I don't know. It's, I understand it. I get it. And it's yep. a made for TV event. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the biggest. It's Fox. Part. Yeah. Fox is going to take this and put it out there. And he got 15 games with teams that at least all everybody knows. Yep. It's not. Coastal Carolina against right, Troy. Right, right. This is brands that you know. Yeah. And it's going to be on Big Fox, you would assume? Probably. I, I, I think know. it has a chance to work. How much? How big is the check that they're writing for the uh, for, for televising those games? Oh, probably. And when would much. they play them? They wouldn't play them uh, you know, on the weekends, I wouldn't think. You're not going to go up against the NCAA tournament, are you? No, this is, wouldn't you this is Monday, this? Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, put it right in that frame. Mm-hmm. Make that happen. Basically, after the opening weekend... You go right into... Start on Monday. Yeah, start yeah. on Monday. Yeah. You play the round of 16, then the quarterfinals. Yeah. And do you do four games in four days? If you can, Why not? Wrap it up with the championship Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thir- on Thursday, well, that's when you're getting back to the Sweet 16 games. Have to figure out where you put that last one. But, yeah, I think that'd be the way, certainly, I would 
And do you, when you get to the championship, do you set that back? Do you give? Yes. Or even their final four. Mm-hmm. You play those first two games, say Tuesday, Wednesday. Then the remaining teams play the following Monday, Tuesday for the championship and also give that weekend then for the fans to travel out there yeah. of the four remaining teams. I, I think it's doable. I yeah. do. Um, I, I think people would bet on it because of the brands that were going to participate in it. I bet a lot of NIT basketball. I'm sure you have. You probably bet CTI if you could find I it. I have. <laughs> but you wouldn't have to look for a, a television feed. Right. It could be right there on, on, on Fox. I think it's something that um, apparently the Big East and the Big 12 have already said we're in. We are in. They, they want to do this. Uh, the Big 12 is expanding. It's a basketball conference. There's going to be, you would think, some really good teams being left out. Would you rather go to this or would you rather go to the NIT? I'm thinking we'll see. I mean, we don't know much the payout's going to be yet. We don't know that little tentacle of the equation. And we continue to see the continued split between Fox yeah, brands yeah. and ESPN brands. Yep. ECC, SEC, yep. that's your ESPN. Mm-hmm. Big Ten, certainly Fox. Mm-hmm. Biggies for basketball. And the Big 12 is that one that's teetering back and forth. It's going both ways, keeping everybody happy. Do you know offhand when the Big 12 contract is up? Because it wasn't a super long one, correct? 2030 or... That's what I thought. I think, yeah, I think it's 30. If you had to guess one way or the other, where they end in 2030. Oh, Trent. Look, there's... Uh, Who knows where the world is? <laughs> true. Here's the thing when it comes to realignment. There's only one move left, mm-hmm. and it's the worst move if you're a fan of the Big 12, of the ACC, of any other conference, not Dame, SEC, or Big 10. Mm-hmm. There's one move left, and that's Super Conference. And the Fox brand and the ESPN brand. Oh, my God. The Fox brand and the ESPN brand. Who was the first one that told you that was the end game? Um, Bill Danklewich. I was sitting in the bar. Oh, it was Trent Condon. Probably certain. was, uh-huh. uh, but I could see, you could see it coming, mm-hmm. and I, there's one left. All the all the chairs of uh, the music is still playing. But there's oh my god, we'll take a timeout. Come back, uh, finish up the program with Trent's plays of the day. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on Nick Brand. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-225. 8866 or you can go online at wolfroofing.net
Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Lauren Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 kicks. You know, a couple of things. Apparently, Stroman is, um, David Ross is potentially uh, going to move Stroman to the bullpen down the stretch. Okay. Uh, if, I guess he had some kind of bullpen session yesterday. If all mm-hmm. things go according to plan, that's the next thing. I ju- we just had a caller during the break. And yeah. I don't know how we missed this. It's brilliant. Uh-oh. So, so uh, the tournament in Vegas. Yep. When does it start? March. Okay. Do we the, the NCAA tournament starts on Thursday? Yeah. What about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday prior to, and then you stay in Vegas for the opening round of the NCAA? Well, as uh, a right? fan, as a fan, yes, that's a great one, right oh, there. Oh, it's a brilliant one. Or you go out there for the weekend and, and then stay games over, of, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the following. You could either wrap around yes. or or get out there in advance because get there that quick is going to be a quick turnaround. You'll find yeah. out Sunday night, and you got to be there Monday for a game. Mm. That'll be tough. You wait till the following Monday, though. Yeah, but do it in Vegas and stick around for a few extra days. You can go watch the games live. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, we'll see. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably going to happen. Oh, yeah. Makes too much sense. There's too much money being on the table. Well, I this is think. another Yormark thing, right? He's involved heavily. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's already committed to it. Apparently, the Big East has as well. All right, you're committed to making our listeners some money by betting on sports trend. Condon hasn't gone well so far in September. No, not at all. But it has it, been uh, a rough go of baseball for about three weeks now. Last night, I one in three again. I mentioned I had the Rockies, thought I was home free. And then, the and then that inning. damn ninth inning. Yeah, that, they still happen. Well, I'm playing a game that's happening right now. Boston Yankees, game yeah, no one score. of two today. Grab the Yanks on that one, but that one's already happened. If you want to jump on board with me live or go against me, which might be the better thing right now in baseball, go that route. I am uh, fading Joe Ryan's former team. I'm going with the Rays tonight and uh, taking them plus 118 against my Twinkies. I'm jumping back on the Cubs, though, here today. What has happened to Flexen? Remember when he yes, was good in Seattle? I do. His ERA is 7.71. Yeah. yeah, give me the big price here. I'm going to lay the minus 180. A sod correct for the yes. Cubs. Yeah, and wrap it up. It is a pitching matchup that is huge advantage with the pods. Give me San Diego over Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is awful. He is just a bad, bad pitcher anymore. He's going to pitch game two of the Dodgers playoffs. How scary is that Ooh. for the Dodgers? Ooh. Michael Waka, he has an ERA of under what? three. That's wild. I wouldn't two point nine nine, but but still, Walk has been really yeah. good this season. The Iowa guy, we'll claim him. He is an Iowa guy. This he was, was born. Birth in, certificate says, "Yep, born in Iowa City. His grandparents live up in Elma, Iowa, a little outpost in Northeast yeah. Iowa." And yes, we will consider him an Iowan. We we got to cling to those Iowans whenever we can find them. Absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for us. Appreciate you being with us. Cappy's here tomorrow. So is Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, those are two of our guests lined up already for tomorrow. Murph and Andy had won the uh, drive with Heather and Sean from 3 until 6. Of course, every day, local programming-wise anyway, starts with the morning rush. They begin at 6. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX.